so hello everyone i welcome you all to this first episode of our science podcast named scientific broadcast in this episode we will discuss about the third international summit in london on human genome editing and the latest advances in deploying techniques such as crispr cas9 to treat genetic diseases and we will also look ahead uh, about the approval of the first genome editing therapy uh, which is going to happen later this year despite that uh, tantalizing future it will be impossible to shake the shadow cast by the previous summit in 2018 that meeting convened just a days uh, just a day after biophysicist he jiangki announced that he had edited the genomes of three embryos that developed into living babies the stunt ultimately earned him 3 years in prison this was for breaking china's laws on medical experiments now after nearly 5 years researchers uh, told nature that they do not expect a similar elevation at this year summit if only because uh, his experiment experience uh, will dissuade rogue researchers from going public with controversial genome editing experiments but that doesn't mean that such experiments aren't happening um even kirsky uh, he is a medical anthropologist at university of oxford uk he says that it um, i wouldn't be surprised if there were other children that have been created with crispr cas9 in the year since 2018 Since then technological aspects of using genome editing to alter human embryos for reproductive uh, for reproductive purposes have not fundamentally changed uh, this statement is said by Robin Lowell Bedge he is a reproductive biologist at the Francis Crick Institute in London and who is chairing the summit it's still a unsafe technique he says uh, because echoing uh, a wide stray a wide spread uh, scientific consensus that genome editing technology is not ready for use in human embryos still in the years um, since he uh, his revelations researchers have um, researchers have uncovered further concerns about the use of crispr cas9 in embryos including that it can shuffle large segments of chromosomes this adds to other potential problem with the technique including the possibility of causing unwanted genetic changes and of generating a fetus with the mosaic of edited and unedited cells so what are the regulations that are lacking in using use of these techniques from a regulatory standpoint many countries including the united states still do not have mechanism to ensure that edited embryos are not implanted this statement is said by kirsky in february china released new guidelines on ethical conduct in biological and medical research these address the need to inform study participants about potential risks and provide a detailed description of how ethical review boards should run mm. UK uh, uh, this this statement is coming from uh, a scientist from UK but they still rely on the conventional model of medical research based on hospitals research institutes and universities um, um, 
uh, and uh, other institutes like uh, these research institutes they ignore the fact that actually increasingly private ventures or even individuals can initiate a research project that could be quite damaging and quite cutting edge and we need to rethink how we govern that includes um, um, the, these regulations include that uh, uh, recognition recognizing that restrictions on how government research funding can be spent might have decreasing influence on researchers behavior since his uh, uh, release from the uh, from the prison he has been courting private investigators to back a new project for a gene therapy for dutchman's muscular dystrophy the bigger question that he jnq has raised was not so much creating designer baby babies per se but the fact that there is an increasing number of scientific practices that are outside of conventional scientific institutions how do we tackle them or track them furthermore national regulations do not take into consideration the possible international scope of heritable genome editing it's not that there are no laws there are many laws we need to change the approach to enforcement this should be considered an international jurisdiction so so what are the affordability concerns uh, regarding regarding use of these techniques researchers developing techniques for editing genomes is not reproductive or somatic Uh, or or um, cells are also wrestling um, with an upcoming quandary how to ensure that the therapies are broadly accessible in 2018 there were very few trials of somatic uh, genome editing therapies uh, now there are well over 100 every week it seems like there is a new one but prices for existing gene therapies are rocketing which is making researchers worry that genome editing therapies will be similarly unaffordable for much of the world in november um, the us food and drug administration um, approved a gene therapy to treat hemophilia that has been priced at uh, us dollar 3.5 million per treatment it's a, it's a huge amount there is a lot of hope but the hope has to be balanced a bit with the way things are going Now, several sessions at the uh, uh, meeting in this uh, summit uh, looked at uh, the ways to ensure access in low and middle income countries a subject of particular concern this year as regulators in the united states states united kingdom and european um, union weigh up an application from vertex pharmaceuticals in boston uh, and crispr um, therapeutics in jug Switzerland to approve uh, a CRISPR Cas9 therapy for sickle cell disease a genetic condition that mainly affects people of Africa um, including India um, or middle eastern descents also the treatment could become the first genome editing therapy to be approved but researchers are watching anxiously to see how much it will cost over the past years and a half uh, over the past year and a half cardiologist kiran uh, musunuru uh, at the university of pennsylvania 
and in, in, in uh, Philadelphia and his colleagues uh, have been developing a genome editing therapy for the genetic disease phenylketonuria. The team is harnessing variations on the original CRISPR-Cas9 system um, that unlike uh, CRISPR-Cas9 do not involve creating double strand breaks in the DNA. It is hoped that these techniques uh, basically called base editing and prime editing can yield safer genome editing therapies. But uh, Musunuru says it is important to tackle the affordability question early in, this, in, the, in the development of these techniques. He says that I see enormous potential for inequities uh, in this technique. And genome editing technologies must also be tailored to specific DNA sequences. The relative depth of information on such a sequence uh, from individual of non-European descent could leave regions of world without access to genome editing therapies that will work for them. Um, one development that could be um, that could facilitate access in low and middle income countries is the effort to expand vaccine manufacturing capacity in the global south. Some mRNA vaccines against COVID-19 rely, rely on a lipid nanoparticle to shield the mRNA strand and help it in uh, penetrate uh, um, help it to penetrate the cell membranes. It's possible that genome editing therapies uh, which also use Snippets of RNA will involve uh, similar delivery systems. Mm, this uh, is said by Musunuru. So, so, so Musunuru says that uh, these uh, techniques could use the same fundamental technology. If it hadn't been for the for the pandemic, we wouldn't have uh, be where we are now. Uh, if you had asked me five years ago if we could do the things we could do now, I would say, uh, have said that uh, that would be amazing, but no. This is the statements of um, Musunuru. So, this is all in this episode. Thank you.